Guys, welcome back to Swing Space Radio. We have episode 11. I am joined by William Leaf, live from Jupiter, Florida. What's going on, guys? And you've got me, once again, two weeks in a row, coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona, where I was finally able to get out and swing the sticks a little bit this week. Uh, And we're going to go over that a little bit, and we're going to go over (coughs) last week's First, it was the first win that we've had, surprisingly, in our head-to-head picks, actually. Yeah, it was, and it's a great one. It's so fitting. It's just it sucks, so but we're going to talk more about it. <laughs> Keith Mitchell just fucks me again, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> God, I want Don't... him on the podcast, but I hate that guy so much. <laughs> Tell me, oh, wait, actually, before you go on, did you see it all on Twitter, the newspaper? Yeah, said, where it was just like no, no name, name winner. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make his name in swing space. <laughs> Absolutely, he is not a no name around these parts. If you are a longtime listener to the pod, I, I saw my mom this weekend, and like, yeah, she was even talking about Keith Mitchell, and then he won, and she texted me. She's like, "I can't believe Keith Mitchell won." Like, my mom likes golf because, like, yeah. me, like she really enjoys it, and she's learning about it. It's awesome. She always listens, but like. It's just so funny how even like I'm getting texts from her about Keith Mitchell. Like, yep. you're no name, but my mom is dropping your name. So. <laughs> sure, she might be the only mom in the country other than Keith to yeah. know Keith. her name. And her she history. wasn't even there until Sunday. His own mom. <laughs> she flew in at five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna kind of cover all that stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about your uh, recent experience playing. <clears throat> Out at the Jupiter Country Club? Yeah, that's where it was. Of course, sounds sick. Um, and we're going to get into this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational, which, honestly, like, I love this golf tournament. It's one of my favorite golf tournaments of the year. It's awesome. And you've played the course, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. This will be a good podcast. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, the Arnold Palmer, I always feel like it's a WGC event, kind of. Like, uh, See, it's just... It's weird, big. like the whole wgc thing like but but to me it's not even a wgc thing it's just like i just like the tournament like you know it's actually weird i the like that arnold palmer logo the umbrella logo i think it might be my favorite logo just like all logos in the world it's so good i know there's the simplicity but it's not like so it's not like a simple like a swoosh but it's simple in its design and what that thing says to me is just like i, I know i mean it's just a testament to how awesome he was too like having that guy yeah. branded is just like yeah there's no one better but anyway so yeah th- this is a really fun tournament one of my favorites i'm glad we're going to be able to kind of look forward to it a little bit but let's uh, get into what really matters how is you, how's your game well i think you owe me money because I five. had two snap hooks. I think you. I think your over under was at five. I took yeah. the under, uh-huh. and uh, I hit two snap hooks all week, and they were on the first two holes of the um, of the stadium course over at TPC Scottsdale. So I'm warming up. Right? Were they toe smothers? Were they uh, were they naughty hooks? It was really weird. <laughs> the first one. So the first hole, I step up and hit iron. So I hit two iron off the first tee. And like the first hole is kind of tight, so I'm sitting up there. I know it and is. you and I had talked about it, 
And like, I was kind of like, uh, you know, this course, you know, it seems cool. And we talked about it before the waste management opener where you were like, oh, this course is actually like tighter than, you know, most desert golf is. And so I'm going into it like, shit, like vacation golf, tight golf course, yeah. uh, not good for my game. And it's no resort course. That's for sure. <laughs> no, 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 for sure not. And like, yeah. And I'm glad we had a caddy there. Cause again, it's a lot of the, the breaks on the greens are, I, yes. I, I couldn't see them all day. They're, I couldn't see they're very subtle too. Yeah, for sure. And, um, so anyway, so I'm step up to the first hole after a really good warm up session, just like, again, I was just kind of bullshitting with the caddy that we had and just striping iron after iron, yeah. you step up, hit like five stripe drives. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to play really well today. And yeah. step up to the first tee. I literally was just hitting baby cuts on the range <laughs> and came right over the top of one and like pole hooked a two iron. I was like, what? I was like, Wait a minute. Like, and that's the, th- like, that's the word. That's the moment where you're on the first tee where you start doubting everything. Cause you're like, wait, yeah. I just, I, I didn't hit one of these on the range. And now here comes the over the top double cross with a two iron. It's just like, Oh boy. We could be in for a long day. And and that, that hole, like the landing area, just tightens up quite a bit. So anyway, so I was not feeling great about that. Second hole. Hole two. Okay. Slip. That hole's tight. Like, if, hole you two? Hit it, if you hit it five yards right, you're like in houses. Yeah, but don't hit it five yards right. No, I know. But, like, I'm just saying, for a golf course that you think, like TPC Scottsdale, it's like – kind of I weird feel like that it you opens can hit it up your... after that though like i oh, feel no, like the first two holes are pretty tight and then the par five isn't and then it's par four and then the next par four is tight really then tight. it all opens up then yeah. it all opens up i did hit a house i hit the same house that jordan speed hit our caddy was saying that like two years ago he on his way to a beautiful 81 that he smashed a window off the tee actually? and uh, it was actually the house that he was staying at yeah the guy was saying yeah Supposedly, he went and shot 81 and went back home and uh, went into his room or like the, the place that he was staying and found his golf ball from, from his round. Uh, That's hilarious. So, don't hit the same house, supposedly. So you're uh, Jordan Speed. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, he and I are very similar. I'm playing very similar right now. But no. Um, no, and what I meant about it being tight is just like it's more like early. You kind of hit those two holes, and you're like, hmm, kind of expected to just like send driver for a while out here. But it's it's a good mix and match. And then you get to a few holes where it's like wide open for sure. But um, that was kind of always my thing about being tight early in the round. I was like, hmm, like I yeah. And then it kind of gets into your mind. You know what I mean? Like that's like, and then even when it opens up. You're not feeling confident, and it still just feels tight because you've been hitting it all over the planet early. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, um, so yeah, it was really fun, really fun experience. Uh, kind of going into the round, I didn't really care how I played as much as long as I played well. Down management open, really as a as four closing holes, kind of some of my favorite closing holes on tour. Um, so fun. Just from, just from what it is. Remember and, how we were talking about it, and we were like talking 16, 17, 18 I was like, "Well, you could throw fifteen in there too." Yeah, sure. Isn't fifteen sure. a great hole? Fifteen's a great hole. Fifteen, and you you talk about tight, right? Like on a par five, yeah, where yeah. If you're down at, at the end of a tournament, needing to make four. 
like do out there because those guys are tearing it up so like if you do make five like you're kind of yeah you're kind of done i mean yeah 17's yeah, there right 18 is going to be a tough birdie no matter what but like 17's there you could make it you know you should make three there but mm-hmm. yeah it was uh it was it was cool i mean 15 that was one where i blasted it right you Had smoked to- it on 18 though you sent me a picture oh. Yeah, no, my drive on 18, I was I was texting you. I was like, you need to pull out some shot link data and see every single guy on tour who can't get past me. <laughs> that was, that, that, it, it was fun because that was a shot that, like, you stand up on the tee and it was just, like, aim right down the left side of the water and pound the fade. And it was fun. Like, again, it's like I'll see that shot in my dreams for the rest of my life. And, sure. uh, and so especially because that's a shot, like – We've talked about how that tournament yeah. always has a good finish too. Like it's always an exciting finish, so that tee shot is always um, amplified. Like, and there's been a lot of history of people actually having a lot of success on that tee ball. Like people stripe it for some reason on 18, like, um, which has been cool to see. Like just bombs and, it's, it, but it shows like it's not an easy tee ball, so it just makes it even that imp- more impressive when you see it on yeah. TV. Yeah, for sure. And it was just, yeah, especially fun for me because I, I know when I had gone to the tournament, I sat on that 18th hole and watched, you know, a uh, playoff between Hideki and for Ricky sure. kind of come. They had to go, they had to play it and they had to come back and play it again. And uh, so just sitting on that tee box watching those guys hit those drives, like it's just a, it's a cool, it is a cool view and a cool shot. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's beautiful now, too. Like seeing those bunkers over the water and like, right, for sure. it's, yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, that was uh, my experience. Didn't finish it great, but those last four holes, I was even on the last four. I was just parring all four of them. So yeah. it was fun. That's it was awesome. Fun. It's a great course. I love that course. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, they were, was, they're still working on taking everything down. So on 16, <laughs> they're kind of taking down the stands, and we had a nice – Ten person gallery up what, in the what, stands. That was the was the uh, tunnel there from fifteen to sixteen yep. still. Yeah, yeah. So we walked the tunnel. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I when we played it the first time is it just makes the experience so much cooler. Uh, that hole is actually super stupid without grandstands. Not stupid, but just yeah. Like, no, it just is there's blocked. Nothing blank. to like, it. There's nothing around. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It would be nothing like you right. would imagine it watching on TV without yeah. the stands there. No, uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about you. What's what uh, you played last week too? Yeah. So I uh, obviously my first um, first time playing in a long time, dealing with my back injuries and stuff. Um, but it was funny. I got out there. It's kind of like similar to what you're saying about your round. Is I got out there and without playing any events. Obviously, I don't really have any uh, strengths and weaknesses per se. Like to yeah. be able to say oh, I'm driving it really well right now, so I'll take yeah. advantage of that. You know, So I'm like kind of going out there assessing on the fly. Hole one goes solid, hole two solid, three putt, hole three. Don't really think about it because I'm you know, usually a good putter. And hole four, snap hook one out of bounds. So <laughs> I uh, And it was like the easiest par five on the course too. Uh, just such a uh, kind of a hoax. But I, uh, yeah, hit just a smother, hit a provisional, smoke it, make double. Turn in one under, or I'm sorry, one over. So three over through four, turn in one over, kind of battle back. Um, <laughs> go go to 10, hit it just nice heel cut right into the water. Just kind of like imagine 
imagine yeah. hole 18 at Pebble Beach flipped around. So it's like I hit it in the water and there was nowhere to drop. So I'm reteeing. I'm like, this is cool. I have five penalty strokes through 10 holes. <laughs> Bogey 11. <laughs> I'm four over. I'm like, and this golf course isn't short. Like the next right. hole I was playing was a 630 yard par five. Like, I'm like, okay, well, we're at four over. Probably not going to cash a check this week. Like, let's right. just keep seeing where we're at. But, um, Birdied my next three, almost birdied the other two, birdied 17 and shot even and made a little money. So, like, it was a, a crazy day, but the a battle. lot of good things. Yeah, and, like, that was the thing. A kind of assessment showed me, you know, my mind's there. It's in a good spot. Um, yeah. Just comes down to rep, reps and stuff. But feels so good to just to be out there playing and even practicing after so much more fun when you know what you need to work on. Like, yep. Well, it's just easier too. Like it's easier to prioritize. Yeah. Easier to prioritize what you need to be working on. Um, where and, and part of it is not even just like, oh, did I hit it bad there? It's like, was I? How did I feel while I was exactly? You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, well, when you said, okay, well, if I feel like I I can drive the ball right now, it's much different just standing on a driving range and feeling like, oh, I can pump driver here for twenty minutes. When Absolutely. you get on a golf course, it's like how do I react mentally and emotionally to standing on a tee? How do I react mentally exactly. over an 175 yard approach? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you, you kind of, it's just, it's so much easier to practice. Like you said, when you know what you need to be looking at and what you need to be working on. Um, from and that that's why like, even from a teaching standpoint, I always encourage people to go out and play like one day events. It doesn't have to be like a, a big event yep. or anything. Just go like play because you can find out because to your point, what you're saying, like the emotional and like feeling standpoint, that par five I got up to like all that matters on that hole is hitting a good drive. The rest yep. is like kind of easy, you know, and I felt like I was putting pressure on myself and my pre-shot routine as far as like, all right, just hit this drive. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like that's rust. Like that's just trying to like compete and, and trying to control almost a little too much. But, um, sure. it was, it was really fun and to do that and to be able to assess now, I think actually a lot of good, I can actually say a lot of good things are ahead. Um, I think that final stretch of seven holes playing it in four under was a yeah. huge confidence boost. I, boost. I think I would have rather had this round than a bogey free 68, uh, sure. because you don't assess a lot from those other than, Hey, I played really solid. Hey, you I know? could do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where this is more like, hey, dude, you were like way behind and were able to flip a switch a little bit. And no, that was really fun. But you kind of you see that with guys on tour. And I think that's the difference between professional and amateur golf. Finishing 10th in amateur golf doesn't matter. Well, in professional golf, finishing from 18th to 10th is a big difference, actually. And I don't care about how much money that'll yeah. be. It's just the fact that that's what you have to do, you know, yep. like, um, so yeah, it was fun. It was a good learning experience. I'll definitely be reporting back on here, my good and bad moments, and it'll be fun and funny at times. And sometimes hopefully we'll be celebrating something. So it'll be yeah. fun to, to no, keep I'm track of it. What, uh, so what do you got up next? Um, so next I'm going to play in a couple, uh, just one day events because I'm actually heading out to Vegas on the 13th to go see Joseph Mayo um for a few days and then uh come back and go play in the vals bar monday and then uh fill up with a couple other events and then i'm gonna go up to charlotte um north carolina in april and play uh um the uh wells fargo a monday qualifier i think it's in charlotte i don't remember exactly but um well hopefully we're uh, you know i'm i'm definitely looking forward to taking another vacation 
spend a few days on the yeah, bag here. So no pressure, but let's go. Absolutely, dude. So it'll be fun, but I'll uh, I'll definitely keep you posted. Yeah. So let's into the picks. I had a let's hell of a week. With. Let's get it over with. Dude, yeah. I had a hell of a week. Yeah, just go ahead. Let me just rant for a second. I mean, the best part about it was you trolled me on the last podcast when we were in tier three, I think it was. You know, I was like, you know, I, I really want to pick Wyndham Clark because um, I think he's going to play well this week. But I'm going to take Keith Mitchell because I want to beat you with Keith Mitchell. So Wyndham Clark's winning, you know, all week going into the final round. Well, then my boy Keith comes in and takes the dub. Uh-huh. And then... Four Brooks deep on his last seven holes to win after. And let so me tight. add here, let me interrupt, let me interrupt that I had bets on both Ricky Fowler and my boy Brooks Kepka <laughs> to win the golf tournament. Yeah, and they he, both played one, one shot back. And it wasn't like they either even the them played bad. No. Keith Mitchell just even par coming from flutting along. Four shots back, and then just goes naughty on the last seven holes. Dude, the part three that he hit like an eight iron or seven iron. I don't know, is it seventeen or something? I don't don't remember which one it was, but he hits this draw over the water the whole way, and stuffs like six feet. It's like you have some balls, Keith. (laughs) I hate him. It was awesome. I I want him on this podcast, but Keith, if you're listening, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the fourth time this year you've just done me wrong yeah it's phenomenal i read something too and it was really frustrating because i read something i think maybe it was after saturday where he was just going in on oh yeah no like i hate poa like playing grass like i hate playing on it more than anything <laughs> and now that i'm back to bermuda i can't wait i'm gonna go naughty and like essentially, that's what he did, and it was like, oh, it's actually badass. <laughs> good for you, good for you. Like he said, and he said that he was after Saturday's round. He's just like, or no, after Friday's round, because like I saw the the article posted on Saturday. I was just yeah. like, oh, good, good for you, Keith. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, so, anyone, so yeah. anyone who followed Swing Space and committed to our picks last week, you had to have done something well because Keith Mitchell winning, Brooks Kepka second. VJ Singh, courtesy to Riley Johnson, <laughs> finishing sixth. <laughs> if you pick top so ten, ridiculous. please write in to us because we will uh, definitely give you some sort of prize. But um, <laughs> Wyndham Clark seventh, Sergio ninth. So we had one, two, three, four, five, and actually, excuse me, we had six guys in the top ten because you picked Lucas Glover. Glover, um, yeah. I don't know, man. That was a hell of a week. It was fun. It was fun. But, uh, Uh, good for us. Riley is not welcome back because, other than BJ Singh, I think he may have had the three other last place finishers. So, (laughs) good for him. It it was a good run for him. He's not welcome back. Every year. And let's talk about the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Yeah. I love this place. I mean, I had the, um, uh, joy of playing it a few times actually we stayed there for a week and i met arnold palmer got a picture with him and stuff and um just an amazing guy and just a cool yeah. place like it's got he's done such a good job at the atmosphere on that place um mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean though? Like you can go to some clubs and it's stuffy or you can go things like that. It's just, it's perfect. It's so fun. Everyone feels so welcome. Um, and the golf course is one of my favorites. I think the layout is so good. Like small details where bunkers are placed. Um, you can hit like mediocre drives, but if your ball's curving the wrong way, it might roll into a bunker. You know sure. what I'm saying? And it's but really cool time, design like it's, this way. It's, it's extremely fair. Like you can kind of like it is why it, it is pretty open as well. And, uh, a lot of guys that, you know, might hit a long ways, but kind of struggle with accuracy. This is the week where I really like them. Cause the course is long too. It's no joke. I mean, I know, right. You know, obviously I think this week I saw the shortest part three is 199 yards. Like they're gonna have to play some golf. They're gonna have to and the par, the par fives play really long. So if it's like whole th- four i believe and hole like 11 or 12 they're two par fives and on the card i don't remember exactly what they are but they play all uphill the whole way and it's like uh like it just feels even longer than the scorecard says you know and and it's holes where you feel like you should be getting like a par five and things like that so um it's a great week i mean you definitely want to look for the ball strikers this week. You want to look for the patient ball striker too. Like that's why I'll talk about Justin Rose. It's like that guy who is so patient and disciplined, you know, he can hang around and not get annoyed by even making like 13 pars in a row. And some might be a little bit more of a grind, but just hanging well, it around. Seems like and that's what Rory that. did last week yeah. too, or last year. He, and then he went off at the end, you know, it's like, blisters on sunday right right but yeah justin rose what you're about to say about you it seems like that's what he always does right yeah it seems like you know thursday friday you just kind of look at it and he's in the middle of the pack and it's like okay but he's just biting he's biding his time being patient you know taking his pars moving on it's a course where i think a lot of birdie makers are going to have uh, have a good week there's gonna be eagle opportunities like it, it's going again it's gonna be a fun week the one downside of the week is that tiger was a late scratch that's uh, i always again you talk about tiger and the success that he's had it really does come on a handful of courses and this is one of them and so it's fun to watch him uh you know he's hit it pretty well yeah drove pretty well so far this year well, and so it was Remember, remember how we talked about at Mexico? It's like his core strategy was so conservative, and we were kind of like, "There's no reason to try to know why he's doing that. It could have been for the Masters and stuff." Well, it's like I had no idea he had some nerve issue in his neck. You know, it's like, sure. how much did yeah. he really want to go lash at a driver? Who knows? Like, I don't know, but like this has obviously been something that was kind of bothering him. And Rory mentioned that he saw it actually start in. Uh, at Riviera with him. So uh, he was doing a lot of treatment, you know, before and after rounds, but I don't know. It sucks. It sucks with the, with the players coming after the, uh, the Arnold Palmer. Cause I was really like hoping for tiger, obviously to come here and play well, build that momentum and go into the players. And it's just kind of, I mean, it's never been set up that way. He's never gone from Bay Hill to the players. So, cause the schedule changed could have been cool, but uh, it is what it is. He'll be fine. So, you know, weather, we got good weather, obviously, this week. And that seems like it's always kind of one of my things when I watch this tournament is just how bright, sunny it looks and just yeah, beautiful. It, it, there's not going to be any exception this week. It's going to get warmer as the week goes on. 
and uh, wind's going to stay pretty steady around 5 to, to 15 miles an hour. Uh, you know, so on some of these courses, or on some of these holes, like if the wind starts to blow, it could play even a little bit longer. For sure. Uh, but it's going to be nice out there this week. Yeah, it's normal Florida weather. I mean, they expect yeah. to, uh, you know, have some wind and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think that plays a, a factor in the guys that I picked this week. You know, uh, weather is important because it just even it's even more of a ball striking contest you know if if the yep. weather's fine like it's you got to pick your targets and hit them you know it's not the guy who can grind through like kind of riviera was for a while it's not going to be that type of week so let's talk about the favorites let's hop in sun J M. he's 126 to one you got him in our favorites category this sounds like more of a long shot he's also 10 to one to take a top 10 and uh 19 to one to head up into the top five give us your thoughts yeah, my picks are a little bit different this week. Um, uh, it's going to, you're going to see with the range of the um, odds and even comparing to the dark horse picks, but um, just roll with me on it. A lot of them I'm looking at top tens this week, uh, but Sungjae Im, he's a guy that's going to win. He's a guy that can play on golf courses where you can't fake it. You know, that's how Honda was. He was leading at the Honda for a while, and we both know that's a golf course you have to be sharp <laughs> and as soon as you're not you make big numbers um so he's a guy that i think will translate from the honda over to bay hill very very nicely he it's kind of part of the process of winning a pj tour tournament and you see it all the time where it's like okay he's leading um after two rounds then it's three rounds or, or whatnot and it's just a matter of time before he breaks through and he is a web.com player of the year um, he does have that on his resume. So the guy can play well for long periods of time, you know, and um, that's the same thing kind of with Wyndham Clark last week. You know, he got to uh, the final round with the lead and he didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't, yeah. he just didn't win, you know, and it's, it's part of that process where if he right. gets back into that position, he's only going to be that much closer. So that's kind of the theory I'm going with Sung JM and I don't want to miss that, um, that moment when he when he does make it happen but sure. i think he's going to see some top tens before that win um and i think after the honda i don't see why um he couldn't come in here and um and make it happen this week he just he hits it so good his swing is so good i use it a lot of times in lessons to show people sure. you know, certain moves his wrist angles and stuff are world class he he is no joke he he will be out here for a while yeah, that's awesome. So your next guy, Patrick Rogers, another one twenty-six to one to win the tournament. He's eleven to one to get into the top ten, and twenty-one to one to be a top five. Uh, you know, I've been actually watching a lot of, I've seen his Instagram mm-hmm. uh, account lately, and he, you know, just kind of posting some some progress uh, sure. on the stuff that he's working on, and it looks looks pretty tight. Give me an idea. Give me some of your thoughts. Yeah, he. I mean, from a golf swing standpoint, he started working with Jeff Smith. Um, guy at tpc summerlin i want to say about a year ago from now um maybe a little more but and he's just he's always had a good swing but he's not a very good putter so yeah i feel like he just needs to maximize right now in his career how well he can hit the golf ball and it's going to be he's going to fit at certain places better than others um he'll get his putting figured out he's streaky he can absolutely do it uh he did it at the RSM where Charles Howell won. Shout out to my boy. But um, he shot 60-61, I think it was, on the weekend. Patrick Rogers, or 60-62. So, like, he can obviously get it going. But um, yep. And his coach is his coach has been down in Florida. 
um, for two weeks now. So obviously they've been putting in the work. They've been they're yep. making sure things are tight. Um, they're getting ready for um, you know majors and things like that. So they uh, they're doing everything they need to, and I feel like they will make sure there's nothing in question uh, going into to Bay Hill because this tournament's a really good one to win. I, I don't remember what it is, but some of the exemptions with it. You get um, a three-year exemption on tour for winning this tournament. Right, right. And um, like we all know, these guys know that. So um, I see it. Yeah, I see him taking advantage of that. He's going to – he always hits it pretty well. You know, it's just a matter of will he make putts. But there's not as much pressure on his putter this week. So that's why I'm rolling with him at 126 to 1. And 11 to 1 top 10, that's a pretty good one, in my opinion, for Patrick yeah. Rogers. For sure. So let's hop into the next one. Kind of a, I mean, you're going out on a limb with this guy. We, we alluded to him earlier in the pod. Justin yeah. Rose, he's 12 to 1 <laughs> to win world number one. Is he still number one or did DJ overtake him? Um, that's actually a good question. Ever since Tiger's got world number that, one, no one talks yeah. about it as much. <laughs> right. No, I thought I saw something where after DJ won um, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago that he that both of them not playing the yeah. next week was going to put DJ up into the world number one. So I think DJ is actually number one now. But Justin Rose, you know, dropping a spot uh, doesn't, you know, not too big yeah. of a deal. Yeah, but no, yeah, 12 that, to one. He's two, two to one to take a top 10 and three, about three and a half to one Yeah, to uh, get up into the top five. Yeah. I mean, this one, obviously you just have to look at that win um, for him. Like we kind of talked about before this golf course, um, you know, it takes patience, discipline and solid ball striking. Um, and one thing, even just not even just solid ball striking, he's so disciplined in his approach to a golf course, like mm-hmm. tough golf course. That's why he won the U S open at Marion. Like, I think the one over one or something like that. Like he's yeah. able to, in relation to par, he doesn't get frustrated as like, oh, I'm on a tough course. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm X amount under par or over par. He just can just judge it based off his game plan and how he's executing that. And I think yep. that's huge at Bay Hill. Um, like we talked about, he'll just hang around all week. You don't, you know, don't panic if he's not <laughs> in the top five after Thursday and things like that. Um, on Saturday, it always seems like he gets a little bit closer and closer um, and has a chance on Sunday. So, And he's definitely done a better job, I feel like, with his putting. Um, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. I haven't been there. But it just seems like he's more comfortable on Sundays with it. Um, I don't know if it, maybe it's because he became world number one and that was a confidence boost for him. You know, maybe he liked that position. I know a few people that have gotten there said they didn't like it. Uh, sure. I think Nick Nick Price back in the day said he hated it. Um, but I feel like some, t- some people can flourish with that. I mean, you've seen Dustin Johnson do it. So yep. who, who knows? Maybe that's, that's what it is, but it's hard not to pick him on a, on a big ballpark that's demanding. Yeah. So we're going to get into the dark horses. We got two dark horses this week. One, actually both of them, I really like, uh, one of them just more for course history and the other one, uh, this first one, Sam Ryder, I actually like both Sam's, uh, this week, Sam Ryder and Sam Burns. And I think you may have yeah. picked Sam Burns later in the podcast, but, uh, Sam Ryder, he's 300 to one top 10, 23 to one top five, 41 to one. So let's see what you got. Yeah. I mean, Sam Ryder, I've actually been, I've talked about him, you know, a few times now on the podcast, not in depth, but. I've been really keeping an eye out on his swing. I like guys that post their swings. You know, I'm always looking for people sending swing updates, you know, to their Instagram and whatnot. And I found him and he posts a lot 
Uh, I think he's been out at TPC Sawgrass um, putting in some work, and it looks good. It looks really good. You wouldn't guess that his odds would be 301 by just saying his technique. But, um, you know, he's 29 years old. He's still got, you know, he's been out there for two years. He played one event in 2017. But um, uh, this year, I mean, eight out of 10 cuts, a third, two top 10s, and two top 25s. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think especially that's a lot of that moments. guy at 300 to 1. And if you look at those top 10s and top 25s, like 23 to 1 to be in the top 10 <laughs> yeah. on a guy that's done it. Uh, you know, three times this year, that's some good value. Yeah. And especially like, and to finish third, like when you get in the top 10, he's obviously not backtracking, you know, like he's, he's comfortable being there. And, um, I think that's a a great momentum. And from what I saw with his technique, I have no issue taking him on a, uh, demanding golf course. I think for ball strikers, it's such a great advantage just because, um, you don't feel like you need to make so many putts you know that can get overwhelming it's like dude i'm hitting it to 20 feet but i'm not making anything and you feel like you're getting lapped but out here you know you just have to stay patient i think that's his biggest obstacle is just understanding the situation um where a guy like justin rose obviously is so um experienced with that staying patient but yeah um sam Sam Ryder Ryder. 300 to one yeah i like that the top 10 23 to one in the top 10 would be definitely one of my best bets of the week i'm putting some money on that the second dark horse pick, Matt Every. He's had some success at this course. Ninety to one to win, and it would be his third win at ninety to one. Top yeah. ten, nine to one. Top five, seventeen to one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you kind of. That's kind of the thing I, I mentioned about uh, Patrick Rogers and uh, Sung Jay up there. They're at one twenty six to one, and why wouldn't they be my dark horse? It's more like Patrick Rogers and Sung Jay M. I'm comfortable taking them on other weeks. Their potential is yep. very, very high. Matt, every like, not trolling him, but he's not like right. the most talented guy in the world. And he went through some really dark times with his game, but it was super weird. I, I his second win that he had, he was missing all these cuts. He couldn't hit a fairway, do all this thing. He showed up at Bay Hill and won. It's yep. like, obviously, he's a feel guy. Right. Um, if he's, you know, his feels are matching his sight lines off the tee or into the greens, um, things like that. It's hard not to take him, especially at a win. Like if you're trying to get a dark horse win, Matt Every, I mean, he's shown that he can do it on this exact place. Um, I don't know. Throw a little bit on him and and see what yep. he can do. It's you're not going to many times this year with him, but uh, you might as well give him a chance now, right? Maybe ever again, but this week it works. So let's talk about the season long leaderboard. We'll keep it short. Nobody's interested in hearing about your three to one win. Uh, season long, I'm up 18 <laughs> to 15. But last week, you got Sergio beat Adam Scott, who just sucked. You got that one. <laughs> Lucas Glover beat Scott Piercy. That one was me. Yeah. That's a little top five with Lucas Glover. Keith Mitchell, yeah, whatever. He did something. I can't remember what he did. Whopping Von Taylor. <laughs> and. Bronson Burgoon beats Abstraka. You got that one. We'll hear more from Bronson Burgoon later. Yeah. But, uh, I, feel, I feel a little bit uh, invaded. Uh, yeah. You trying to jump in on my Burgoon. I I don't know. I would send uh, Lucas Glover a thank you note, though. Saved you yeah. from a, a tough, tough week. <laughs> Well, you know, we can't win them all, just most of them. Uh, I will lead so, it all. I will lead it off since I'm the winner. Um, yeah, I'm taking Justin Rose. Uh, 
due to my explanation earlier, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach. Um, I'm really actually going with my guys this week. Uh, yep. I feel like I did that well last week, so I'm going to do it again. Um, I'm taking Justin Rose. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take Bryson DeChambeau. You love uh, in this, this one. I do love him. I mean, listen. Do you actually Mexico, like him? Have, yeah, I do like him. And uh, before Mexico, he was having a player of the year type start to the season. Well, the, one of the things that I've always been very interested in, and this is kind of something that we've talked about with course management, is like I just love the way that he dives so deep into analyzing what's going on that mm-hmm. like almost all of his decisions have already been made for him. And so like I, he has to just be out there with very little pressure on him, to be honest. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're so focused on, like, okay, so this, 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 if I take all of these variables into consideration, and then all I have to do is, like, the decision's already been made for me. I just go do it. Like, again, it's kind of like, you know, I play personally when I have, like, when you've gone out and caddied for me when I've played a couple times, like, I just play so much better because it's like, listen, I'm. it's almost like I can take, the pressure of making the decision off of me and just a hundred percent commit to something and, and then to the execute. doing, then the execution is just not as hard. Right. Cause you've <laughs> totally forgot and you've totally ignored the decision-making process, like not ignored, but you've totally like a hundred percent bought in because you've already thought about how you're going to make that decision beforehand. And so with yeah. him, that's one of the reasons I like him. It's like from a mental, uh, from a mental perspective, he's thought through everything. Yeah. And like once he makes a decision, he's got a reason behind everything he's doing. And to me, it's just like that has to be so freeing. Um, yeah. And that's one of the big reasons I like the guy. You know, I think people focus on him getting too technical, but it's like no, I don't look at the technical side. I look at like I was waiting how, to touch on that when you said that. It's like, it's like yeah. And like to touch on that is like people always say, oh, too analytical. They don't have enough feel. It's like. I think a lot of the times people say that because there's a little bit, I've done it. They're a little bit scared to be wrong um, in a way where it's like, well, if you just keep doing it over and over, it actually eliminates a lot of thinking in the moment. Kind of what you're saying where, you know what I mean though? A lot of guys are like, I don't want to think that much. It's like, no, just that's your issue. You're worried about thinking too much. You're suppressing what you want to think about. You're second guessing guessing decisions. And that's why I just feel like with that guy, like that's one thing he's not going to do. And, you know, kind of, kind of going off of that, you know, he's playing with Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson to start Mm -hmm. off the week. And it's kind of funny because Kepka is the one that a couple weeks ago called out people playing slow. And so it'll be interesting to see if he just, you know, you can't, I mean, obviously they put a shot clock on you. So it's not like you can take more time. But it's almost if he's just got a little bit of that view in him yeah. this week um, to start it off. So, yeah, I mean, listen, he's having a player of the year type play, type season so far. Uh, he's just been dominating. One thing that I did notice, too, is that from 175 to 200, he's sixth mm-hmm. in proximity. Yeah. Uh, to the hole this year. And then, like, a longer golf course, it's just going to be huge. That long iron play. All the par threes are over 200 yards. So I know that's not necessarily the 200-yard proximity number. But like again, yeah, but, the guy's a great long iron player. He's gonna carry that into this week. Um, I like him a lot. Absolutely, I think that'll be a good battle. Actually, Bryce yeah. versus Justin Rose. I could see that one being late Sunday, and me sure. um, definitely texting. Well, him and again, he took shit. second last year, and he got just obliterated by Rory. Yeah. But so did everyone. But like that, you know, yeah. just, he, he played well last year. He played well the first game uh, that he played uh, two years ago. He did so nothing wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you so, lead off the second tier. 
Okay, so I got Luke List in tier two. Uh, he's only played here twice. Uh, and he's still actually in search of his first win at age 34. He's a bomber, like you just said. He's actually, this is kind of a funny stat. He's first in percentage of the time that he goes for par fives and two. And he's, mm. so he, 85% of the par fives that he's played this year, he's gone for it in two. Which yeah. is just like kind of crazy just to think about like, okay, 81% of the time you're playing a par five, you're going for it. Like, yeah. whatever. Okay, I yeah. mean, that's, so he attacks par fives. He's been good here in the last two trips that he, or in the two trips that he's had. T17 two years ago, T7 last year. Last year he was third in strokes gained T to green on the golf course. Uh, and he's 15th overall in that stat this year. Like he, he just he's a bomber, right? I mean, he's I think yeah. he's top five in, in driving distance this year. He's not very accurate. I think he's in the hundreds uh, in driving accuracy, but this week it's not going to matter as much. You can just kind of let it rip. And uh, birdies and par five scoring, I, I think it's going to be a big thing. Yeah, I mean, if he's going, here's the thing too. He might not be accurate, but if he's going for 85% of his par fives, he, for some reason mentally, he likes getting on a par five of his driver. There's no way he's throwing it in the hooshkow and then deciding to <laughs> right. go for it. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. <laughs> so, um, and Luke List likes this time of the year. I mean, he he got second at the Honda last year. Um, I mean, really losing to Justin Thomas, and he was on fire at that time. So. Um, he likes Florida and stuff. That's a good pick. Um, I'm going to Charles Howell just because I have to. Um, and why not? I mean, we're talking about discipline. We're talking about hitting your targets. Um, he's not the longest guy, but I think he'll be able to wear the course down and stay really, really patient. Um, kind of a, uh, a different matchup between Charles and Luke in this tier, yep. but I think that'll be fun. You got a guy that's going to be trying to rip it on par fives, and then you got a guy that's going to be minding his own business for... 72 holes. <laughs> right. That'll be fine. Who do you got? Or is, so who do you got in tier three? Tier three, Patrick Rogers. This is kind of what I meant. I, I was really um, going between three guys here, him, Sung J.M., like I picked, and also Bo Hostler. Um, but I'm going with Patrick Rogers. I, uh, just like I was talking about before, I think his swing um, will be in a spot that he wants to with his coach. I think they'll game plan really, really nicely for it. Um, Top 10 is what I, I like to see from Patrick Rogers this week, and that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, hopefully, hoping for that hot putter on the weekend like he had in uh, at the RSM. Okay, that's fine. It's not going to be this guy. You're taking so, the blow. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. I just saw it. I didn't realize. So I've got a hat tip to Justin Ray of the 15th Club. If you guys are interested in, in you know, kind of – Digging more into the analytics of the PGA Tour is a really good, uh, really good Twitter account to follow. Both Justin and uh, the Fifteenth Club, and so he tweeted out this week that there are three guys that ten rounds tournament since 2010 that average under 70. Three guys. Mm-hmm. First one, Rory McIlroy. <laughs> Second one, Tiger Effing Woods, and the third. <laughs> The barn rat. Make another appearance on this pod. Give me some barn rat in tier three. That's literally the only reason I want him. Like I, again, if he shoots, if he could break seventy four times on this card, just average. He's gonna break. He's going to be up there, and he's going to yeah. be in a position where I will take tier three guys all day. Yeah, he'll probably win. I mean, if he right. does that, to be honest. But um, I was actually having a chat the other day, and this dude. <laughs> 
you have to see him like in situations when he gets short-sighted in a bunker or off a tight lie. This guy has the nastiest mitts I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> it seems like there's no tension. Like, he doesn't care. You could be on, like, the car path, and he just, like, nips a little spinner to, like, an inch. And then he just walks and just blows those. Walks so, up and blows those. No, he's a, he's a good pick just from an entertainment aspect. Right. Uh, I always have him starred on my leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> So tier four, I'll lead it off. So this is the one that I'm kind of stealing from you. You had him last week, Bronson Burgoon. Uh, so another, what's it? Yeah, it's fine. I, I was looking at a couple different stats of uh, fast greens and easy fairways. Um, and so Bronson Burgoon, uh, not only that, he's he's actually in the top twenty in par five scoring this year. But on fast greens, so he is on the year strokes gain total about point uh, eight two nine. Mm-hmm. To the good, mm-hmm. and on courses that have fast greens, he's actually a plus one point five one three, and on easy fairways, he's plus one point four zero one. So he likes courses with easy fairways, plays better on them. Likes courses with fast greens. Um, you know, if you just look at his results since he took top ten or top two, he was a T two at the CIMB in October. Yeah, he sucked. I mean, honestly, last week was the first first cut that he made in like his last seven starts since that. Them. Do. Yeah, and you picked him last week. I like him to keep it going. I mean, I think he only finished like at fiftieth, but uh, yeah, I like great. I like the fast greens. I like the easy fairways. I think he's gonna play well this week. Give me some Burgoon in the Dust Bowl, dude. I love Burgoon, but like, I'm still just really upset because Troy Merritt almost won this I tournament. I don't know what year it was. It might have been two years ago or something. And why isn't he playing? Ty I was Potter's thinking the here. same thing. I was thinking like, the same thing. Like, where is that is guy he? not on tour anymore? Like, did, he, did he just like decide to play tennis? I don't get it. Like I'm gonna have to figure out. I'm gonna have to try to get some inside information. Yeah, dude, you, go, so you guys went to back. the same school. Talk to some right. alumni. Come on, because um, I don't know. I'm not gonna take Teddy P without Troy. Right. It's just not gonna happen, especially get that dust ball, that original OG dust ball matchup yeah. back in back in so, play. I'm going with Sam Ryder. I'm going back to my yeah. dark horse pick earlier. Um, I just like his swing. And, you know, for a, a tier four guy, if, if I f- truly feel that I like the technique that's going on there, um, that's my advantage, I feel, that um, for a tier four guy to be able to understand what he's doing with his motion and, and like it, you kind of have to you have to trust that. You know, kind of the same thing with, with Bronson. It's like, hey, he likes fair, the – easy fairways and fast greens. This is your time. You have to trust that information. Same thing with me with Sam Ryder and his technique. So, um, I don't know. I'll be really, really sad if Bronson Magoon beats me just because it's kind of, kind of feel like he's my boy a little bit. He's, he's kind of the new Seps Draco for me, but, um, I hope you enjoy him. And I hope you, uh, let me next time make picks first because I think yeah. that's the unfair situation here. But uh, sure. yeah, Sam Ryder sure. versus Bronson Burgoon. Uh, it'll be a heavyweight, you know, a slugfest out there for uh, who's going to make the cut. But <laughs> it'll be... So another, yeah, I mean, if you would have, I mean, that's the thing is, if you would have gotten to this first and you would have made your pick, you know, one of the guys, another guy in the Dust Bowl that I really would have liked this week is Sam Burns. We talked a lot about yeah. Keith Mitchell and his love for Bermuda grass. This guy is actually the king of this. Uh, love of Bermuda like I, I was looking at again it's just like strokes gained against you know your general strokes gain like what are your strokes gain added if you look at kind of grassy play For fast sure. green slow green and uh, he's a full stroke gain stroke gained on Bermuda over what his normal 
uh, strokes gained is. I think he's like 1.8 on Bermuda versus yeah. uh, like a little bit under one um, just on any regular non-Bermuda course. So yeah, I mean, last year he almost won at the, or he played really well at the Honda and he, I mean, playing in LSU um, and college, uh, I had the pleasure of hitting balls next to him on the range and like his swing is so good. He hits it. He's just a ball striker. So to your point, like when he gets on a grass that he likes, I'm sure from a short game standpoint and just, um, holding pots, he feels so much better on Bermuda. Yeah. So, I mean, keep your eye out for that guy too. Hopefully to make a cut, maybe make some noise in the top 20. I know he's two fifty to one to win the golf tournament. So it's only a matter of time. Yep. Yep. These guys are all, are all grinders that have really good golf swings, really good ball strikers. It's going to be fun. So guys, yeah. enjoy the Arnold Palmer. I'm headed back tonight to snowy Minnesota and really kind of hate my life over it. But yeah, uh, I was there last weekend. It was negative 20. Yeah. I'll be watching a second of this golf tournament this weekend. Uh, wishing that I could see the sun. Absolutely. Guys, if you're liking the podcast, give us a, give us five stars, leave a review. Appreciate as always listening in. William, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. See you down.